Today on Locked On Red Wings, the Tigers trade for Austin Meadows. Psych, we're going to preview the matchup against the Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty, of course, having one hell of a day over at Lockdown Tigers. He's got his shades on. He's wearing his Giovanni Smith jersey. And I heard a rumor, Scotty. And by rumor, I mean confirmed confirmed source being you that uh, Big Tigers trade happened mid-recording for you today. Yeah, it's already up. Uh, At the time of this recording, it's already up, actually. Um but yes, I, I was recording a Monday night episode because I was on a plane and had to go to bed like way early and I was out of town and coming back into town on Sunday and Monday. So I was going to make up for that by doing a Monday night episode. And it just happened so that my crazy travel schedule led to me being able to to record. And it, it, it was so, con- it was perfect. It was literally perfect. Like, it was mid recording, but it was only like three or four minutes in. It wasn't, you know, like toward the end or halfway through. So the whole episode is just me freaking out initial reaction <laughs> to Austin Meadows being a Detroit Tiger. Well, and so obviously this is huge. I think 27 home runs last year. He struck out quite a he bit. A, he had a nine twenty over a 920 OPS as a 24-year-old rookie in 2019. Like he's... He's and yeah, he's on. You traded like nothing for him. You traded Isak Paredes, who's you know what, 20th ranked prospect in the in the Tigers system right now. Um, but he kind of his 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 development hasn't been going the way the Tigers had hoped, I think, is what I had read. This is all based on things I have read on Twitter. Um, no, that's pretty pretty accurate. So he was called up with, and I don't I don't want to make this a you know, oh no, we can do it. I don't care. I want to talk about it too. Big, (laughs) I'm a Tigers fan. So, so, uh, Paredes gets called up the same day as Mize and Scooble. It's literally like forever. I said this on my show, like forever inked in history. Those three names all got called up the same day in 2020 and Paredes immediately impressed people being like 19, 20 years old and already having like a great sense of the strike zone. People were really pumped about him and still are. Uh, and he's still so young, you know, he's only, he's only 22 still. And, and it's just the the power never developed. I don't know if it's a if it's a batting stance thing or or just the way his stroke is or what, but his his power never even remotely developed. It's it's like kind of unbelievable how little power he generates, and uh, to the point where he would you know square up a ball and it would be a soft grounder to third. And you're like, okay, well, like what like what are we doing here? You're getting the bat on the ball. That's great, but the, the, that next step in development was to be able to drive the ball more, and he never got around to that. And he's st- again, he's still only twenty-two. Like he could be, he he could be in Triple A for the Rays for three years, and still come up at twenty-five. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he there's plenty of time for him to develop still. And the Rays are are them and the Dodgers are the two best at developing players probably in all of baseball so like he'll have an opportunity to get better and and i don't think we should count him out or anything but 
in terms of just straight up Isak Paredes for Austin Meadows for three years of team control of Austin Meadows, it's not even close. This is a this is a very rare Alavila masterclass. Yeah, and so, and we do have to talk about Red Wing stuff. Um, but I I have two questions I needed to ask you, or I guess one's a statement, one's a question. One statement is like this is the implications behind this deal are huge. Like this is the first trade the Tigers have made as a buyer in a long time. Like Over this is them, this is them buying at a trade, not a trade deadline, but then buying in a trade to get the team actively better to compete for a playoff spot. And obviously this happened because of the fact that Riley green got hurt. And that leads me to my question. When Riley green is healthy and ready to make his major league debut, who does that push out of the outfield rotation? Does that mean Robbie Grossman then suddenly becomes like your extra guy? Cause I can't see you not starting Riley green. And I can't see you not starting Akil Badu with how much those guys provide offensively. Yeah, so Riley Green, it's been confirmed. Evan Petzl, great CMU alum as well, great B writer for the Tigers. Um, he all but confirmed when Riley Green comes back, he's the starting center of everyday center fielder for the Detroit Tigers. So, and, and Meadows is honestly not a very good defensive outfielder. So I can't imagine that he's going to get too terribly many reps in center as is. I think it's going to be mostly the Akil Badu show in there until Green comes back. Um, but when green does come back, it's going to be meadows and probably left green every day in center. And then Re- Grossman only has this year left on his deal. It's true. This, prob- this probably means he's not getting re-signed and Badu, as we all know, struggles against left-handed hitting. Now he's been a lot better in the spring, but last year, was very good against righties, struggled immensely against lefties. Robbie Grossman's a switch hitter. So I would imagine that it would just become a, a hefty platoon situation out there. Once Miggy gets three Ks, maybe we can let off the gas on start making sure he plays every single day of every single day, <laughs> mix in some of those, you know, Parker, Parker. His little brother is in the Tigers single A system in his Parker Meadows. So I'm going to accidentally say Parker a lot. Um, but that's another cool thing. It reunited with his brother, not kind of in the organization. Uh, but Austin is probably going to get some DH reps once we have all those guys healthy as well. It, it, too many weapons is a problem we haven't had in almost a decade. And it, when Green comes back, that's probably going to be our reality again. And I can't wait. Well, it's really exciting just being a Detroit Tigers fan as well. Like just to look at what the Tigers are doing this year. And if you want to tie this into our, our Red Wings conversation and just know like the rebuild, obviously the season hasn't started playing yet for the Tigers. So you don't know if it's actually going to pay off, but on paper, the rebuild has paid off. And the fact that you have Mize, Scooble, Manning in their sophomore seasons, now you're going to have Torkelson and when Green gets healthy there. Uh, then you signed Javi Baez, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, Ch- Chaffin, Chaufin, am I pronouncing Chaffin. Chaffin. I got them wrong on both accounts. Sub two ERA um, last year. Michael Pineda, and then, of course, Javi Baez. I mean, that, the team is ready to compete, and it's a nice, like, kind of, obviously, baseball's a different sport, but it's a, that is what a rebuild finishing looks like. And so it gives you kind of a good perspective on where the Red Wings are at when you compare the two. You know, the Red Wings are right now in that process where the Tigers were last year, where young guys are making their debut. They're playing better. Tigers played a lot better last year than they were than years prior, but they still weren't ready to make the playoffs. The Tigers are, or the Red Wings are in that same position right now. So when you compare the two organizations, like the Red Wings don't feel like they're that far off. And I think hockey, 
obviously with them being different sports, it might take a couple more years for the Red Wings to go full buyer like the Tigers have done, especially because they have a salary cap. So you really have to time it properly. You can't just start buying whenever you feel like uh, in hockey. But like it, it is really reassuring to know that these rebuilds are coming to a close. When if you have guys like Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond on your uh, okay, so, on the so team let's, right now, let's compare and contrast them then, because yeah. like we called, we called Mize and Scooble up in halfway through 2020. Their rookie seasons were just last year. So if we're talking about like the prize prospects come up and like kind of lead the way for this new generation, this new wave of Red Wings hockey, this new wave of Tigers baseball, that would lead you to believe. And and even with the Wings like struggling latter half of the season, right? They are still going to have taken a pretty sizable step from the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's how bad they were, right? So – and, and the Tigers the same way, 114 losses in, in 2019. Like, one of the worst records of the modern era. 2020 on pace for 95-98 in the shortened season. Like, the, the parallels between them, if you're talking about timing of when to buy in, that would lead you to believe that next season would be the season that the Red Wings are going to start bringing in a lot more outside help to be paired with these young kids. Yeah, I... I I want to believe that so bad. It's just this last month of the season, as we've talked on end at this point, has left such a sour taste in the development of this team sure. that early in the season, I was like, yeah, full on, like buy in this trade, uh, this off season. So you can get, you're going to have another, you know, another, at that time, I thought you're going to have like a 10 to 20 draft pick. And now you're going to have a top 10 draft pick. So I don't know now if it's still the right move. I, I keep thinking back to Jake Rivard uh, and his three articles he wrote. And it might be another season of Band-Aid players while the young guys continue to develop. And then the next, next offseason sure. is really the one to do. But again, it that doesn't necessarily mean a, that they're... It, it could... I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, it also... It could be, a, you know, may, maybe a little more tame. We, we step it up a little bit this offseason, bring in a little bit more. It's a little bit more tame, but guys, then the, the fringe guys this year, the, you know, Bergerin, uh, I mean, I'm sure... We'll we'll talk at some point in the off season about a lot of the the Swedes that are that are still over there. But uh, like as guys get closer and closer, it, it might be a, a next year trade deadline is when you evaluate. You know, you don't have to make these decisions in the off season necessarily. That's when you can get free agents, but you can buy in any any day uh, any day that's not post trade deadline regular season. That two month window is the only time in a calendar year you cannot decide to go all in <laughs> on a season. So you have 10 months, right? So it, it, it could be a, a, you know, hey, we get off to another hot start. Raymond and Cider take bigger step forward. Uh, you know, Larkin continues to do what he's doing, maybe even improves even more, which would be wild. Burt continues putting up the production. He is healthy Fabry again. Uh, you bring in a couple more defensive pieces in the off season. Cause Lord knows we can't last a whole nother full season with, with the way that the current defense is, no matter what uh, our next season holds for us, we, we can't go into next season with the same defense. So maybe you just make some small one year, prove it deal defensive moves. And then at the deadline, you look around, you go, wow, we're actually a lot better than I think people expected. Maybe now we buy in. 
Or like you said, maybe they stay in Pat next season and then that off season is when you buy in. But the, my point is if, if you're trying to look at the timing of these two teams and organizations, they are eerily similar. No, I 100% agree. And if there was ever a time to buy in to betonline.net, it'd be right now because they have fantastic odds. Uh, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Master Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Um, I really did. You know what's funny? It's coming into this. I just wanted to like riff a little bit at the beginning about the whole Austin uh, Meadows thing. And now it's kind of just become kind of a little bit of a mini crossover episode here. And we will preview the Boston Bruins matchup here in a second. But there was one more thing I wanted to say, because we were talking about like when to buy as Red Wings fans. We kind of transitioned into that, 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 that point. Um, and the thought occurred to me, I, I'll admit, the thought occurred to me like halfway through your monologue. Just because the Red Wings aren't ready to compete doesn't mean they can't start doing things to make themselves better for the seasons coming um, like long-term. Cause we, we go back to that, you know, the agency, the free agency, this upcoming year, obviously Thomas hurdles off the market. So you're out that great opportunity for, to accrue that number two center for this team. But John Klingberg is still going to be a free agent. I believe, I don't think he signed an extension to the Dallas stars as to this point. And this defense still needs a lot of help. So even if you get Simon Edmondson up this season, next season, that's still only two defensemen on this team that are really going to drastically improve one pair. You still need a guy like John Klingberg to help shore up. And that would be, I, I you sign John Klingberg and you call, call up Simon Edmondson. Yeah, your defense looks a hell of a lot better, but it doesn't fix the team. It doesn't make them a playoff team just by that signing alone but you don't necessarily want to pass up on the opportunity to get a guy who's 29 years old right right then and right now. Yeah, everybody is only available in free agency the year they are available in yeah. free agency, right? Like, you, you can't play the, the oh... Uh, we'll buy you know, next like, year. Right, like, we'll, we'll, we'll reevaluate next year. Like, that that's a whole different market with a whole new set of players. If it's your guy, it's your guy, and you should go get him. Uh, this is something that a, a lot of teams do in in well a lot of sports i guess this this is uh, i really wanted the tigers to sign jt Riamito a couple off seasons ago for this exact reason actually we did do it in 2003 so there you go we brought in pudge rodriguez the year after we Th- lost that's a great example games. we had lost 119 games and we signed pudge rodriguez to a a at the time a huge deal especially for for a catcher you know, I mean, Pudge obviously ended up being a, a first bout Hall of Famer and whatnot, but the the implications of bringing in a, a perennial all-star future Hall of Fame catcher to a team that had all, was a loss away from being the worst team in baseball history over the course of a full season record-wise um, is exactly that kind of move. You go, okay, we're going to sign you long-term, because we need a catcher going forward, right? We need defense. The Red Wings need defense going forward. You can sign a guy long-term now 
and and he will get you last you through the last whatever year, two years, however long you think away we are from this rebuild officially being over. He will last you through that, and he will still be young enough to be productive and be a huge part of the team when we are then competitive again for a year or two. Like that's those are very important yeah. deals, and the the Tigers absolutely have done that in their history, and it's you, worked wonders. You sign John Klingberg this off season when you're still not in a mode to full on, you know, compete next year, but now you have him long term so that the season after that. When that's the year you want to really go hard in free agency and then really make trades to make this team better, you still have that guy who's going to be on your back end and he's still in his prime. Right. So, like that, that, that comparison you just made to the 2003 Tigers is really apt. I really, I think that is a, a really great thing to bring up because ju- just because your team is rebuilding doesn't mean they can't buy as they try to begin that shift. And this is this year has been a large shifting year for the uh, Red Wings, almost at the Tigers again. A huge shifting year for the Red Wings as they you know, take a step forward, at least in the young talent available. They've taken a major step back this last month, but the step forward certain players have taken are going to be huge because the guys who step forward this year are your core. The guys who have been underwhelming, they're not going to be here the you know, as the core of this team for when this team is competitive again. Guys like Larkin... And guys like Bertuzzi, Raymond, and Sider, those are going to be the guys you are happy are over overperformed and are still performing well at this point in the season because those are your core. So taking a small step forward this offseason by bringing in one guy to be part of your core seasons going forward is not going to by any means mean the rebuild is done, but it also means that you're not wasting an opportunity to get a guy who can be a piece going forward, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, and, and exactly. And like you said, there's, you know, it's not like you're bringing in a 35 year old to do this. Like we're talking about yeah. being still in his 20s. Like it's, it's very, like you know, he's time to a four year deal. Okay. It's not like you're signing Duncan Keith, Ken Holland. Right. Right. He's time to a four year deal. Right. E- even if you think worst case scenario, there's two years left in this like long drawn out rebuild. That's two years that he's on your team, not ruining your tank if you still want to tank because. At the end of the day, he's one player on the defense, right? And then when you're out of it and you're competitive again, you have still a top-end defenseman for the first two years that you are truly go buying and going all in for it. Those type of types of deals are absolutely needed, and we, we've seen it time and time again yep. in this city alone. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's transition now, I think, is a good time. Because I've exhausted my uh, my thought there on the whole. God, it's so great that he's coming to the Detroit. I'm so pumped for the opening Dude, day. Dude, this lineup is nuts. <laughs> so excited. This lineup is crazy. Jonathan Scope is like your eight hitter. <laughs> Do you realize that two years ago, he was like maybe your best hitter on the team? And now, same production, he's your eight hitter. I can't believe this team, man. This lineup that's is so, crazy. That's so good. Oh, man. You know what else is good, Scotty? Bill Bars? No. No. Damn. You got it wrong. Damn it. You were so confident when you said that, too. Uh, rockauto.com. This episode is brought They're to you by Rock really Auto. Good, They're also awesome. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible to for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? 
and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked down in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com. Segment three, Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, the Detroit Red Wings, for the fourth and final time, I believe, let me double check on that, play the Boston Bruins tonight at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, it is the fourth and final time. The season series so far, the Bruins have a 2-1 to one edge. The Red Wings won uh, one game in this series, 2-1, to one, but most recently lost 5-1 to one on January 2nd. And uh, Bruins are a good team, uh, Scotty. Third in the division. They're, uh, it's you remember like matchup. a month and a half ago when we were like, hey, we're on their tails, bro. <laughs> well, we were talking about how Moritz Siders, like, yeah, we're competing for a playoff spot. And we're like, no, this locker room hasn't given up and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, this team... This team's they, they got it, man. They got it. No, we didn't ever thought they'd actually catch the Bruins, but like we love to see the edge, and then they just stopped fighting altogether. Started giving up ten goals a game. It was wonderful. It was wonderful, man. It was so fun. So we, fun. We had a really fun three quarters of a season. Yeah, we did. <laughs> anyway. We sure did. This offseason's gonna be really fun, man. I'm really pumped for the draft. Seriously. This I mean, this is a a draft, no matter where we pick, that that could be pretty pretty game changer ish. Um, I mean, we're getting and, another top ten pick regardless, unless we fall out of the top ten, which is possible. Right. But let's not put that in the atmosphere. It, but <laughs> I mean, even if like, hey, I trust Steve, but also th- this is a this is a this is a deep draft. Like this is a this is a deep draft, and um, on top of that, I I am really excited just for another free agency period of Steve again. Like even if it isn't. The like top end, you know, we go out and get like the, one of the biggest guys on the market. Another free agency period with this team is going to be a lot of fun, and and I think there's going to be a, a lot of. Um, I'm excited to talk about the expectations of next year. I really am, and so let's close this year out good, right? Let Let's close this year out on a high mm-hmm. note with whatever your definition of closing it good is. Because some people it is tanking. Yeah, for sure. It, absolutely. It is a little different. For me, it's it's winning a few games we shouldn't. I still we have a pretty honestly brutal rest of oh, the yeah. season. Like absolutely. we play some tough teams. So uh I, I think that, you know, if we're putting individual players in situations where we could still snag a win or two, uh I, I think that's what's most important. You know, we go out there and, and what Raymond flashes a couple of nice games. Cider has a couple more cider moments and gets us, you know, is a big part in a couple of wins. I, I think that's incredibly valuable and, and it's really good to go into the summer on that kind of a note. Yeah, because the Bruins are going to be a tough matchup. And obviously, like I said, they, they've won, they did steal one matchup earlier in the season, but they're they just such a well-rounded team. And they got a rookie goaltender in uh, Swayman, who is leading like almost every rookie goaltender category right now. Uh, he has been unreal for them. And, of course, they have Linus Ulmark as well. They both have over a 9-10 save percentage each. 
So ever up and down that roster, they're a really, really freaking good team. And so I don't know. Like, I mean, the one thing I can say about the Red Wings is like, even though they're losing the bulk majority of the games, they're still playing close with these better teams. They're, they're losing big to bad teams. And, you know, Sans the Pittsburgh Penguins game where they lost 11 to two. You got games like Tampa last week, two to one overtime loss, New York, five, four overtime loss. So while they're giving up a lot of goals in almost every single one of these games against the good teams, they're playing close seven, five loss, the Edmonton Oilers, 10 to seven loss, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, they're still playing close with these top teams. They're just, they can't stop the bleeding defensively. So playing a good team like Boston, you can at least expect a lot of goals to be scored in excitement. It's when they play teams like the Senators that they don't score any goals or the Coyotes that they don't score any goals. So expect them to go out and at least put up points. Probably a lot, a lot, allow a lot of goals in a lot, a lot, a lot of, um, but at the very least, it'll be an exciting game. I think because original six matchup in at little Caesars arena, you got that going for you at the very least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the, po- I'm looking at the positive things, you know, like like we're doing, you know, trying to don't want to be all doom and gloom all the time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I said this yesterday. I would like us to win out. I think that would be fun. So like, I, I'm done with like the losing thing. That being said, if we lose, we lose, and at the end of the day, it's gonna help our draft position. Um, I'm, I'm all about trying to trying to mess around and and beat the Bruins what I want doesn't really matter they're a significantly better team than us um but like you know I I mean I mean why not I mean why not at the end of the day it's gonna be a very similar situation to the last two months and uh I don't think too many people are confident in this defense's ability to withstand the Boston Bruins and more so just pretty much every team we play the last, what, 10 of the season. Yeah, it's it, it's tough now because I, I look at a game like this and I don't have a lot of optimism that the Red Wings can beat the Bruins. Um, but that's that's fine. It's fine because at this point in the season, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. I mean – if they give up another 10 goals, you know, I'm going to come on here. I'm going to rip them a new one again. But, you know, like you said, if they win, I'm going to be happy because they beat the Bruins. But if they lose, okay, well, they have a better odds at, you know, getting the number one overall pick. The one thing I want to know is, and we don't have much time left, um, but where the hell is OU Levy been? I saw a comment on one of our, on YouTube um, about this. And I was like, yeah, where has he been? I didn't, I haven't noticed him out there. He has not played the last two games. And did you know in that 11-2 Pittsburgh loss? Because I looked it up. I was like, was he not playing well? In the 11-2 Pittsburgh loss, Scotty, he had an, a 75 expected goals for percentage. In a game in which the Red Wings allowed 11 goals, he had a 75 percentage. He was out there for 75% quality scoring attempts, sh- shooting attempts for rather than shooting attempts against. At 5-on-5. Five five, not even counting special teams. At 5-on-5. Five five. So, like... What and on the season with the Red Wings in five games, he has a 60 something. So, at five on five, at the very least, he's been an effective defenseman and, and a depth role. Why has he been getting scratched for guys like Jordan Osterley, Danny the Kaiser, Phil Peronic? Hell, this last game against the Senators, we ran seven D men because Tyler Bertuzzi can't play in Canada. So, why is Olu Lovey getting scratched? You know, that's a great question, Brian. <laughs> 
It's a great question. That, Tell uh, me the gonna answer. Much, it's going to take a much better man than I to, to give you that answer, to be completely honest with you. You're the best man. Far from true. <laughs> I'm trying to look. And now I'm looking at all strengths. Because if he, like, does he play special teams and he was just awful on special teams? No, because even when you consider all strengths against the Pittsburgh Penguins, he still had a 60% expected goals for percentage. So why is a guy, I mean, granted, five games is a small sample size. So in five games, he has it at five on five. He has an expected goals for percentage in the 60s. And against that Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh Penguins game, at all strengths, it was 60% still. So why, if the advanced metrics say he's a positive impact on the ice rather than off the ice, is he not getting any ice time, especially when there's games where you ice seven D-men? It just, I mean, it, it doesn't seem to make sense. And it's, it kind of has been overshadowed by like the Verona stuff we've been talking about, but it almost seems like he's playing well enough to be in the lineup, but he's not being put in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, this really, this conversation just comes back to how you feel about coaching, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like most of the conversations we're going to have at this point in the season are, are ultimately going to come back to that. <laughs> right. But it's true that that really does, it all comes back to, to Blash. And like I, I, I don't understand why you bring someone in and then he does well and then you're like, oh, you know, just kidding. And like, if there's a injury, something that we're clearly not aware of at the time of this recording, then like, yeah, we'll eat it, whatever. That that's fine. But I, I just I I don't understand. I don't understand it. Let me check too, because. Maybe that is part of it. Maybe there is an injury, and I, I just went on a whole spiel ripping it, and he's been hurt this whole time. Uh, not according to ESPN, he's not injured. But ESPN was also wrong earlier that Thomas Grice was injured when he's still not. So let me check Sports Edge just to be just to be safe. Real time, me looking things up. Guys. Yeah, so he's a hockey player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's and Scotty's a writer. Sorry, Scott, I'm on a different tab. I can't pull the thing up. Dude, you focus on what you're doing right now and not clowning me, all right? Focus on one thing at a time. I can't clown you right now, man. It's uh we're having you've you had too good of a day. I'd feel bad. I had a good No, he's not injured day. according to Sports Edge. Um, so don't don't know. Don't know. Uh other news and notes, Kyle, Kyle Chris Kulo got sent back down to the AHL after spending one game with the Detroit Red Wings. That's because Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be able to play now that we're back in America. Um, Sam Gagne is day-to-day with an injury. It's, he did not play in the Senators game. We did not mention that because we were too furious. So I don't know if he'll be back. Um, that's the news and notes portion. Scott, do you want to do a tankathon spin? Absolutely. Let's do a tankathon spin. Let me share the screen here. I have a million tabs open, so I got to scroll down on the right one. All right. So yesterday we got it on the first try. Scotty, what's your what's your guess at how many tries it's going to take for the Red Wings to get to I think number one? today it's going to take double digit amount of tries. I'm going to say five. I'm going with eleven. Eleven. Okay. So here's the first one. Red Wings stay at nine. Not bad. We'll take number it. two. Red Wings stay at nine. We'll Not bad. It. Number three, Red Wings stay at nine. Not bad. Number four, staying at nine. Jesus, they don't hey, want to move us up. You. Stay, the fifth. 
Oh, Red Wings dropped the 10. That's great. Love wow, to see nice it. job, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Number six. Staying at nine. Seven. Ten. Eight. Ten. Nine. Nine. Ten. 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 Eleven. Eleven. Nine. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm, now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop keeping count. Oh, we got up to two. Who? That might be as good as we're going to get here. I will keep pressing it. There we go. That was at like 18. First try. Hey, whoever, listeners, if you were watching, count how many that was because I did not keep track. I, 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 I got lazy. I stopped caring. <laughs> but, yeah, double digits that time. All right, Scotty, any final thoughts, buddy? Um, the city of Detroit, we ball. Every single team is on the path to greatness. All that of is, them. That is the quote that I'm ending today's episode with. All of them. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. That's not how that goes. Um, now make your second listen. Lockdown Fantasy Hockey hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow recapping this one. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.